Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on a Wednesday, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. As we do every single Wednesday at this time, time to bring on our guy, Freddie Coleman, ESPN radio host. You can hear him on this station, 9 p.m. weeknights. Freddie, how are you? I'm good, Brady. How are you doing today, my friend? I, I am very, very full. I had 18 inches worth of sub today at lunch. How do you view that situation? Impressive or does it make me a gluttonous loser? Uh, maybe a combination of both. Outside of the loser part, I mean, a glutton for punishment, maybe. I don't want to call you a gluttonous loser, but I'll give you credit for this. That took commitment and bravery to do something like that. 18 inches of sub, also had a bag of chips. Are you trying to do man versus food? No, nah, I'm just... Food always, by the way. I had, a, uh, I had a gift card. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to leave like a little bit on this gift card. I'm just going to use it up in one shot. You couldn't take it home for use it for later for the weekend, maybe? You didn't want to do that? Well, it was a warm sub, Freddie. I'm not going to take it home for later. It's going to get soggy. What are you talking about? If you eat six inches of it now, another six inches tomorrow, another six inches later. What kind of sub was it? Well, 12 inches were like a were a buffalo's chicken, and six inches were a steak and cheese. So you're trying to tell me you could not have heated that up later on in the oven? I didn't want to. I just wanted to I, I wanted to just get it get it over with now. So if you take a sick day tomorrow, I don't want to hear sob stories, okay, based on this conversation. <laughs> you won't hear my sob stories tomorrow. Now I want to move over. So that is how I started the show. But sports-wise, how I started the show was here. There are people suggesting Tom Brady, Bruce Arians are on the outs in Tampa, and they're also suggesting that maybe Josh McDaniels could take over in Tampa for Arians. What do you think of this rumor? It's just what it is, a rumor. I'm not buying that because if anybody is going to go before anybody else, it's going to be Tom Brady before Bruce Arians because Bruce Arians has a lot of stroke in that organization. And I get it. I understand that people are frustrated that Tampa Bay is 7-5 and five and Tom Brady has not looked like the Tom Brady that we were expecting. But I go back to what Bruce Arians said, Brady, earlier this week when he says, hey, the plays that he wants to run and he feels comfortable with, those are the plays that we're going to put in for him. That was Bruce Arians' way of saying that we're going to do everything we can to make him comfortable. We wanted him here. We want him to be here. But if this is what he wants, then he's going to have to go out there and make sure it's going to be executed properly. Now, if I'm a football coach, I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's anybody else. If I decide the game plan is going to be, I'm going to put that game plan in to make you comfortable, but I'm not going to have you call the plays no matter how much you may have forgotten about football when it comes to Tom Brady. To me, that's Bruce Arians' way of saying that, hey, you wanted him here. I wanted him here. We want to make him comfortable. But if he's not executing, we're doing everything we can. It's up to Tom Brady to make this work more than anybody else. At 43 years old, should Brady even have the power and control in an organization to suggest that Arians not be there next year? No, he doesn't have that kind of power even to suggest something like that because if you're the owners of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no matter how great Tom Brady has been in the National Football League, as a hall, not just a Hall of Fame quarterback, but a Mount Rushmore kind of player, you have to go by results that are happening this year. And I said it before the season. I said it even when the season happened. For the first time in Tom Brady's career, he does not have to do everything. And I wonder how much of that has factored in his mind that he needs to do everything. Well, you don't have to do that. you got a quality running game. you got an offensive line that can move people. You can use that as a play action. And what happened to the precise Tom Brady? Well, I know you have these weapons, but the short passing game should still be a part of Tampa Bay. And I think by trying to push the ball down the field, you're going to be more susceptible to throwing interceptions, especially at 43 years of age. He should take a, a page out of the book, Brady, from what he saw on the opposite side last week when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. When the big play was there, he didn't miss. But the big play was not there. He didn't mind checking it down and letting his playmakers make plays. If Tom Brady's going to make sure this does not continue to happen, 
he better get more of New England in him and not trying to prove to people he can still throw the ball down the field in this offense. After McDaniels bailed on the Colts a couple of years ago for their head coaching job, how do you view McDaniels now even as a future candidate? I view Josh McDaniels a guy that's waiting for the Patriots job to open. That's how I firmly believe that because he's had a couple of opportunities even after the Indianapolis Colts where his name was mentioned. But it seems to me from what I've heard from people that he didn't want to be a part of that. So I firmly believe that he is waiting to take over as a New England Patriots head coach whenever Bill Belichick decides to walk over to that sunset. But that may not be a while. And I wonder how much of that is that Josh McDaniels wants to go into a situation where he's going to be the most comfortable. He's been the most comfortable being an offense coordinator with the New England Patriots whether Tom Brady has been there or not. That's my opinion on the whole thing of Josh McDaniels. And that's not to say he won't be a viable candidate. Many people shy away from him. But I also think that people shy away from him because many people have heard that when Belichick moves aside, that Josh McDaniels is going to take over as head coach of the New England Patriots. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Freddie's show tonight and every single night right here on this station. Um, I want to switch gears over to the Celtics now. Kemba Walker going to miss the opening portion of the season, had a knee procedure done in this kind of truncated offseason. I'm officially in panic mode about Kemba, Freddie. You shouldn't be because remember this, if you're going to make sure that he's going to be fully healthy when the playoffs roll around. You can afford to not have him around for the first month, month and a half of the season. This Celtics team is still equipped as a positionless basketball team that they can find opportunities for other people to score. So you should not be in panic mode. And remember this, Kim Walker still averaged over 20 points per game last year, close to five assists and close to four rebounds. We're not talking about a depreciating player to the point of where he's going to be scoring only 10 points per game. So there's no need to be in panic mode. Now, if this injury happened close to the playoffs, then, yeah, you should be in panic mode because if he's going to come back or if he's not going to come back, how does that change the structure and also the identity and the chemistry of the Boston Celtics? But this happening right now, he's going to be more than ready to go when January, February, and March rolls around. There should not be a panic situation, especially Brady, when training camp just opened a couple of days ago in the NBA. Well, you know, another guy they're not going to have is Gordon Hayward, so he officially is in Charlotte now, four years, $120 million. He said it in a nice way yesterday, but he essentially confirmed what I've always thought. He left Boston because he wanted a bigger role. He wanted more playing time. Do you look down upon that kind of, quote, selfish decision, go to not as good a team for more money and just a bigger individual role? I've never been a party to, okay, this is a selfish decision because Gordon Hayward made the best decision for him to do this. A lot of people were not calling him a selfish player when he decided to leave the Utah Jazz where he was the man to go to the Boston Celtics for all that money that he got from that organization and to be the man in Boston. That had passed him by in Boston. He clearly knew that. And he firmly believed that he can carry a basketball team. Well, he knew that was not going to happen. We have Jason Tatum, who's going to be a far better player in Boston than Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown, who became their second option. And Kimball Walker was a third option as well. So Gordon Hayward's ego didn't want to deal with that. I clearly understand that. But now if you're Gordon Hayward, if you're going to go and do this and be the man in Charlotte and get that kind of contract, that long-term contract that you knew you were not going to get from Boston, if you decide to play out your option, get $34 million this year, then you have to go out there and prove it. It's one thing to do that in Utah and go to Boston. People have those high expectations. But now you can do that when people don't have any expectations. And maybe this is a better situation for Gordon Hayward. He didn't have to really worry about that with the Utah Jazz. But once he got to Boston, all that pressure was going to be there. And it increased exponentially, especially at that injury in his first game as a Boston Celtic in the regular season when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe Gordon Hayward is better off in a situation where he doesn't have to worry about that internal pressure and that external pressure from the fans, from the media, and everything else that Boston is going to provide. He does not have to worry about that in Charlotte. So maybe that's more 
adaptable for him. Maybe that's something that's going to be more friendlier for him. We'll see if that's going to happen. But I'm not going to blame anybody for making a decision in the best interest of their career because this is their life. We're not living the life for them. They have to live their lives for themselves professionally and personally. Freddie, I'll get you out of here on this. Um, the vaunted Boston media, I don't think has been too hard on Cam Newton this year. And I think a lot of the fans haven't been too hard on Cam Newton this year. His numbers aren't very good. Why do you think, why do you think it is that he's not getting the treatment that so many other athletes in Boston have gotten? Because he's not Tom Brady and people have clearly understood that following the footsteps of that shadow, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. To me, what he's been trying to do and think about this. He doesn't have the playmaker that Tom Brady had. And even when Tom Brady did not have those playmakers, Tom Brady at least had that offensive line that provided him with great protection. And also Cam Newton's first year in this offense. And with everything that's gone in the COVID-19 and the pandemic, and the New England Patriots have suffered those losses on both sides of the football, no one's really giving Cam Newton a pass, in my opinion, Brady. They understand the situation. They understand the room. The room's a lot different than it has been for the past 20 years when Tom Brady was the quarterback and ruling all he surveyed in the AFC East and the AFC. People clearly knew that this was not going to be the same football team. That's why a lot of people believe that Tom Brady decided to get out when he knew that things were going to go downhill for the Patriots. But now it's incumbent upon Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick as a talent evaluator because more than ever before, if you believe that Cam Newton can be your quarterback in 2021, then you got to find a better offensive line, at least try to find a way to keep him healthier. And you got to go out there and find them playmakers. If you don't believe Nikhil Harry is the guy wide receiver or can be the guy, then you got to find guys that can tilt the field. If anything, Bill Belichick will look around the league and see how that's done. With Kansas City, what they've been able to do. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, what they've been able to do. With the New Orleans Saints, what they've always done. You can't just out-scheme people and have less than that kind of talent and think that's going to work. You can do that for 20 years. When Tom Brady was a quarterback, he was able to overcome those transgressions in terms of talent evaluation when it comes to Bill Belichick. But now more than ever before, you don't have the same guy quarterback. If you believe he's the guy, then surround him with weapons and see exactly what happens in 2021. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio. You can check him out starting tonight, 9 p.m. right here on WDEV AM and FM and always at WDEVradio.com. Freddie, thank you. I encourage you to have an 18-inch sub tonight for dinner. Will not happen. I've learned from the mistakes of others, and I believe that mistake is going to haunt you, my friend. If not by Thursday, definitely by Friday. (laughs) Freddie, thank you. I'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, brother. Can't wait to do it.